This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 189-inch. On this episode, we present the third chapter of our Weird the Al Yankovic story story series, where we chronicle our time on the set of Weird the Al Yankovic story way back in February 2022. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al it's a podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. We are very excited to share the next chapter of our Weird the Al Yankovic story, story series with you all. But first, let's get ready for what's happening in Weird Al related news. We challenged you and you stepped up. Late Friday night, we got the exciting news that the Kickstarter campaign for the Showgals documentary, which tells the story of Titan Nerdy, the Weird Al themed burlesque troupe, was fully funded. Now, once the campaign officially closed, they hit 104% of their goal, raising an incredible $119,724. Now, overall, the campaign had 574 backers, and we know many of you not only contributed, but took our challenge to up your contribution last episode. So on behalf of everyone involved with Showgals and all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, a big thank you to you. Now, UH Jeff tells us that he is overwhelmed by the love and support and is ready to dive right into the project now that it is financially secure. We are both so very much looking forward to seeing this final film. So be sure to follow Showgals on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for the latest updates. And of course, we will keep you updated on any major updates. Links to their social media accounts and more can be found on their official website, showgalsthemovie.com. Now, sadly, our podcast family and the world of comedy music has lost another legend. Jerry Samuels, the genius behind the hit novelty song, They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, passed away last Friday, March 10th, at the age of 84. Performing under the pseudonym Napoleon the 14th, Jerry was truly one of a kind with enormous talent, personality, and immeasurable kindness. Jerry appeared on Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast last year in episode 173-inch, and his appearance on our show was perfectly bizarre and hilarious. Now, I will fondly remember us going to dinner with Jerry prior to Weird Al's Lancaster, Pennsylvania concert, and later on at the concert, getting to witness Jerry hearing Weird Al cover part of his song, Marching Off to Bedlam, during the Yoda chant. Now, his eyes, they lit up once he recognized what was happening, and you could tell it was a magical moment for him. If you want to hear us talk about that incredible evening we got to spend with Jerry and his wife Bobby and our friends, we share the full story on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 32 Centimeter. Our friends over at Needle Juice Records are gearing up to release Jerry's never-before-released second album, For God's Sake, Stop the Feces. Now, we had planned to invite Jerry back on the podcast when they came out, but we'll be sure to keep you in the loop when we know more about that release date. Now, Dave and I will always treasure the short time we knew Jerry and the years of humor and entertainment that he provided so from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, we're sending much love to his wife, Bobby, as well as his generations of family, friends, and fans all over the globe. Gil and chill in peace, Napoleon the Fourteenth. 
Well, it took 34 seasons and 744 episodes, but it finally happened. Yes, Weird Al performed during the couch gag on the animated television series, The Simpsons. Now, you can imagine my shock and excitement when my wife Jackie and I sat down for dinner on Sunday night. We put on the television only to see Weird Al in animated form staring back at us. What an incredible surprise. I mean, that was Oscar night, so I'm sure a lot of people weren't even watching The Simpsons. I'm so glad that you and Jackie happened to be sitting there watching it as it unfolded. Yeah, we both did a double take, and luckily, since it was on the DVR, we got to watch it over and over and over again. And we got to watch Weird Al not only play his accordion, but he did get a few speaking lines in as well. Well, I was at a show, so unfortunately, I had to wait a little bit before I could actually watch the video you sent me, Dave. But I just sat there watching it over and over and over, and it was just so fun. Now, this marks the third time that Weird Al has appeared on The Simpsons, the other two times being in 2003 for the Three Gays of the Condo episode and in 2008 for That 90s Show. Now, if you missed it or if you want to be like us and relive the experience and hear that awesome song, you can check out the clip on Weird Al's social media accounts. Well, clearly I was watching The Simpsons on Sunday night, so I didn't watch the Oscars. Yes, you know, Dave, we stayed true to our word and we actively boycotted the Oscars, of course, due to Weird the Al Yankovic story not being eligible for an award. But we were still very thrilled to see that close friend of the Yankovics and person, Dave, you ran into on your way to the bathroom backstage at a Weird Al show, Jamie Lee Curtis, won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. In her acceptance speech, Jamie Lee Curtis thanked her personal hairstylist, Sean James, who just happens to be a friend of ours and past guest of David Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. You can check out our conversation with Sean on episode 35-inch. From all of us here at David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, a huge congratulations to Jamie Lee Curtis on her Oscar win and a pretty stinking majestic congratulations to Sean James on the shout-out. Well, in other podcast news, Weird Al recently appeared on No Filter with Count Vacula, the Imagine Neighborhood podcast. The Imagine Neighborhood is a kind and kooky story-based podcast for kids aged 4 to 10 and their families. Be sure to check out ImagineNeighborhood.org for details on how to listen. And thank you to our listener, Joey Patterson, for the heads up. Can you believe it, Dave? At the end of next week, you and I will be in Hawaii seeing Weird Al and his band perform there for the first and second time ever. That's right. The two shows are in Honolulu on Oahu and Kahului on Maui, and we will be there for both of them. Now, if you also plan to attend one or both of these shows... Please let us know. We'd love to say hello, and don't worry, we'll have podcast stickers and wooden nickels with us to spare. And as always, we plan to record reviews of these historic shows and release them first to our Pretty Stinking Majestic Patreon family. And we're also working on recording a special guest review of one of the European Weird Al shows, so stay tuned for that as well. If you want to hear these reviews, along with other reviews that we've recently recorded as soon as humanly possible, be sure to sign up over at patreon.com slash 2000inch, because not only will you get immediate early access to these episodes, you'll also be supporting the podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also 
Icy. Oh, if you are in the market for a used Strike Master four-stroke ice auger and happen to live in or near Darwin, Minnesota, oh boy, are you in luck. Oh, that's right. Facebook Marketplace in Darwin, Minnesota currently has one item listed, and it's this particular auger. Now, if you are interested, well, I was going to say act fast, but seeing as it's been listed for four weeks already, yeah, probably fine if you take your time. Now, ice auger enthusiasts will be shocked to hear that the seller is looking for $225 or best offer. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast is not responsible for this listing. We just report the news. So please do your own due diligence if you're interested in purchasing this ice auger. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next ice fishing expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And auger you visit Darwin, Minnesota. Be sure to attempt to auger discoverdarwin.biz. Well, Ethan and myself are very excited to continue our Weird the Al Yankovic Story story series this episode. During last episode, we wrapped up Chapter 2 with us on our way to the set of the Cobra Pit after having just finished arriving at base camp and getting all checked in and settled. In this chapter, we finally set foot in the Cobra Pit, where the infamous bar scene was filmed in which Dr. Demento discovers Weird Al and the world discovers two tough bikers. So join us now as we go back to February 2022, while Dave and I film our roles in Weird the Al Yankovic Story. All right, so last episode, we left off. We were on the People Movers on our way to the set, the Virgil, where we're shooting this scene, which we're really excited to be in. Something to do with a biker bar. We don't know much beyond that. We got the script read to us. So we have a little bit of insight, but we're really excited. We don't know what's coming next. We pull up. We actually were, were driving over and we could see the Virgil, you know, from our van. So we got really excited. You know, we see all this like camera equipment and movie equipment outside and they were really excited they pull up they drop us off right in the front and then i don't know if it was jojo or somebody else is like all right we're gonna take you to the holding area i'm like okay cool we get to see the holding area what the heck is the holding area <laughs> well and i want to paint a little bit more of a picture so we get off and there's like there's crew members walking by they're carrying stuff in there's giant trucks like you know with you know, the, the back's open. You can see they're full of equipment and all this stuff. And it's it's just crazy, all the stuff that's going on. And, you know, the Virgil is not a huge venue. It's not like a, a theater. It's just a small bar. So, you know, you can see that they're really trying to cram a lot of stuff in there. And there's, like, hoses coming out. And you could you know, like <laughs> air conditioning. And it was, you know, really bustling. There was, you know, a lot of oh, people yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know about you, Ethan, but I could not. I could not actually see into the Virgil. Trust me, I tried to look in to yeah, see yeah. if I could see anything. But it was so dark in there and there was just so many people and so much equipment around. And, you know, we were being, you know, told to walk to another area. So I couldn't really see at this point what was happening inside. But it was exciting to be there. And there was a sign outside. There was one thing we did see. There was a sign outside that said the Cobra Pit. Yes, it was like open mic tonight. Yeah, open mic tonight, the Cobra yeah. Pit. Yeah, so we're like, okay, well, at least, you know, and we, we suspected this, but it looks like the name of the venue that we're going to be seeing this fake band in and then eventually Weird Al in is going to be called the Cobra Pit. So at least we sort of got an answer to what the heck the Cobra Pit is. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the holding area and it was like three, 
I think two or three of these like large tents, open side tents with just chairs set up. Yep. It's in a parking lot, which is directly behind the Virgil. And, you know, besides the tents being in there, there's some other, you know, table set up in there with a couple people standing at there's a few huge trucks parked in there you know there's a lot of some equipment maybe that was you know just in there as well and you know it's early in the morning but it's LA the sun's out you know and the way that the sun was angled the tents weren't doing a lot to cover up you know to provide shade so about half of the chairs yeah (laughs) yeah, about half the chairs were out in the sun so you know all these extras all these people that are, are now walking in there they're grabbing chairs and they're moving them and they're trying to find some space underneath <laughs> you know this tent to, to get out of the hot sun well and, and we're all wearing black clothes we're wearing yeah, leather right. we're, 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 yeah we're, we're, we're dressed up like bikers at this point you know so you know people are you know just trying to to find any bit of shade that they can at this point and i think you and i we ended up setting up our chairs next to a fence that was provided shade for a little while yeah. for the sun shifted yeah, and we had to go yeah. <laughs> find another spot. Yeah. And you, you know, we're trying to be mindful because, you know, they told us we had to wear the masks out there and stuff. So you don't want to like sit right on top of someone, but right. there were 40 people crammed in under the shade. So it was like kind of hard to have spacing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, shortly after we got into the holding area, they come over, they explain, you know, Hey, this is the holding area. And you know, the, all the, <laughs> again, all the people really care about is they're like, where are the bathrooms and where is crafty? What they're calling crafty, which I'm like, I don't know what crafty is, but you know, and I'm sure they'll come <laughs> tell us where these bathrooms are so they come over they're like the bathrooms are there like a a short walk away maybe a block away you know you could just go out towards the street where we came from you hit a right you walk down you'll see them and while you're there you'll also see where crafty is and we're like okay great and at that point you know they're like all right we'll let you know when we need you pretty much and a couple of people got up and left and i was like okay i guess you just get up and leave you know i don't know <laughs> And then they come back and then shortly later, a few people are coming back and they're like, oh, they've got breakfast foods and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. (laughs) I'm going to follow the next person who leaves and go check this out. Yeah. So we went over to Crafty and kind of on the the walk there, you can see like some prop people setting stuff up outside the Virgil. And I saw like. You know, just weird stuff like uh, you know, bar, you know, iron bars and like a stuffed cat and like fish and bricks and right. and I uh, they had told us that we we're gonna be throwing stuff at the uh, the punk band, so I was like, I wonder if we're gonna get to throw the cat or the fish. I was really right. excited about that. Like they said, we get out to the street, take a right, walk a block, and then there was like kind of a another parking lot that was for production, and right. there was this you know food truck. And then a uh, little yeah. farther past that was, you know, a trailer with the uh, porta potties or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. A nicer version of a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So crafty, I find out, is basically a fancy way of saying craft services, aka you know a food truck. So I was like, okay, I understand what crafty is. And actually, what's really cool about crafty is that you were free to go up to crafty as often as you wanted whenever you wanted and you could get whatever you wanted and it was totally you know complimentary you just walk up you tell the person you know we're in the food truck you know i'd like to have 
this, that, and the other. They would hand it to you. And everybody in the food truck was extremely nice, oh, very, yeah. very friendly. They were like, ah, we get, we, you know, if they didn't have something, you know, that was on their menu, they would say, we don't have that, you know, but it was really cool. You were free to go as much as you wanted. And I definitely took advantage of, you know, getting snacks and food throughout the day. Yeah. So there was a little whiteboard out front that gave like a listing of the kind of stuff they had. And we're kind of perusing this list. And right near the top, it says bear claws. And so (laughs) I was like, Dave, we have to get bear claws. We have to, you know, from Albuquerque, we have to get it. So yeah, of course we go up. uh, I think I got like a bagel with cream cheese and a bear claw. And we noticed that they also had Coke zero, which if you guys know, Dave and I, we both love Coke zero. So yeah, I got that. What did you get, Dave? Yeah, well, I, I had to get a bear claw, so I got a bear claw as well. <laughs> I don't think you, know, you wanted a bear claw. I was like, Dave, you have to get a bear claw. <laughs> you know what? I, I, yeah, so, so let me tell you. So, you know, I had a little bit of breakfast back at our, you know, Airbnb before we left, you know, in the all the extra time that I was awake, you know, before you got up. And, you know, I was a little nervous to eat, but, you know, I did figure I better eat something. So I, I did want to just get like a fruit cup. They had fruit cup. They had an apple. They had a whole bunch of different fruits. So I did get the fruit cup. I got an apple. And yes, I did get a bear claw. And I'm glad I did because <laughs> it, it was just the right amount of sweetness that I think I needed at that point. Well, yeah. so after we got the bear claws, another biker went up and he's like, hey, can I get a bear claw? And we got the last bear claws. So the guy <laughs> was like wait a minute, I'll go check. And he's like, no, we're out of bear claws. <laughs> no, it was, it was really funny. Yeah. I was glad that we got him. And yeah. we did take a selfie with the bear claws, <laughs> and I did send it to Eric. <laughs> I was like, Eric, we got bear claws. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. You know, you get to go. I mean, that was a nice perk. Everyone was extremely friendly over at Crafty, as well as, you know, just in general, like, throughout the whole day and in the bikers too you know like they were like oh please you know the other extras were like you know we're waiting around they're like oh please go ahead of me you know and, and get something you know so there was it was a nice little perk to have that and then you could go like i said anytime it was a little bit like sometimes i was like i want to go get something but i'm afraid that they're gonna come out oh yeah and totally like, need me for a scene and i'm gonna come back and no one's gonna be in the tent and i'm gonna be like what do i do <laughs> Yeah, it was far enough away that like you you know you wouldn't know if they came right, and got right. people. Like you're yeah, far enough away that it's like you know, and like you're kind of told not to really have phones on set. So like yeah, people are using them in the waiting area, but there's also not like a, a charger or an outlet right. or anything. So it's like you kind of want to preserve it as long as you can. We have no idea right. how long we're to be here. Right. But yeah, we just kind of we're entertaining ourselves. We're you know taking a couple selfies and stuff. And yeah, I think we, we, we talked about this the last bonus episode, but while we were there, there are people coming up and they had like a new COVID center set up and we saw Al come over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was like, yeah, we basically all morning, I mean, other than, you know, a few trips to Crafty, you know, we basically sat around pretty much all morning, a lot of waiting, you know, and not, not hearing anything, you know, when they would need us or anything. So, you know, past time, other people were, you know, chatting with each other, you know, playing on their phones or whatever. But, you know, 
like the highlight basically was that we got to see Weird Al and he walks in, you know, and he walks over to the desk and he you know, ends up taking his COVID test. And we, he was far enough away that we didn't really get to say hi to him and he didn't see us. I don't think he saw us. I don't think he saw us. Like a couple, like people kind of cheered when he walked in because everyone knows right. who Weird Al is. And, you know, he kind of like, he, you know, he kind of acknowledged people and like gave him like waves and stuff. But he did not see us because I was like waving both my arms like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's used to people, you know, yelling his name and waving. So right, yeah. That was that was like a, the excitement for the morning until about I guess it was maybe around eleven o'clock or so is when our friend JoJo finally came out and she walked over to what appeared to be seven random people and said, "You, you, 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 and you." Well, and well, she, well she did. It was it kind of reminded me of like elementary school or something. She like would touch their shoulder and she'd be like one. And then she touched someone else's shoulder two, and she like counted up to seven. She's like, "If I touch your shoulder and you got a number, come with me." And it was just random right. people. It was not Dave and I, and they disappeared into. <laughs> right, wherever. they followed JoJo. We assume they went inside the Virgil or the Cobra Pit, if you will, to you know f- film something or set up something. Who knows? Shortly later, JoJo comes back out again. She walks directly over to Ethan and myself, taps our shoulders, goes one, two, and then taps the shoulder of this other big biker-looking dude. I mean, this guy was huge. He he really looked like a giant. Very convincing biker. (laughs) Very convincing biker. Taps this guy's shoulder and says, all right, the three of you, if I tap your shoulder, come with me. So we're like, oh, okay, this is awesome. We get to to see what's going on. Yeah, so she walked us by the props again. She brings us all the way around to the front of the building, and we go into this the entrance and it's very dark inside, but right across from the entrance is a door open and we see Pat Oswald sitting there with his right. <laughs> his foot, you know, raised up in a cast, but he was not dressed like Dr. Demento. So we're still like, yeah, that's wondering. That like, surprised what me. Right. On. Yeah. You know, we've heard rumors that Pat and Oswald is playing Dr. Demento. And we know that Dr. Demento is going to be in this scene because this scene is basically the scene where Dr. Demento discovers weird Al for the first time. But how come Patton isn't dressed up like Dr. Demento? Right. And remember, Dave, earlier I saw the guy dressed as Dr. Demento and it didn't look like Patton to me because they looked too tall. So we were like really confused, but we didn't, you know, it wasn't like we get to meet Patton. It's like we're we're getting whisked through this corridor and there's like wires and uh, steps and like stuff to trip on. And Patton's far enough away that, you know, we can't even yell out his name and he'll hear us. Right, right. Yeah. And we also don't want to be, like, annoying. And, you know, <laughs> we're on set don't want to get for the kicked out time. at this point, exactly. <laughs> so we're walking in and, and, you know, there's crew people walking around. There's, there's, you know, cameramen and stuff. And we do see a group of the bikers who are already in there. They're at the back of the bar. They're kind of like, you know, I don't really know what's going on. It's kind of dark. We're kind of, like, trying to take everything in. And we're like, we're looking around. I, I see all, all the way on the other side is like the stage. And I, I, think, I think I see Jonah Ray. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up to us. This guy comes running up to us and he's like, are you Dave and Ethan? And we're like a little bit confused because, you know, we're not expecting anybody on set to know who we are. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're just lowly extras. <laughs> we're, we're extras at this point. No one's, no one's, you know, asked us our names or anything like that, you know, other than when we first checked in. And this person, I'm looking at them confused, trying to place who is this person. And I think this person realized my confusion and said, oh, I'm Eric. 
<laughs> and we're like, oh, Eric Appel, the director. Wait, yeah. Eric Appel, the director, comes running over to us to say hello? How awesome <laughs> is that? <laughs> and it was it was dark in there. You know, he's wearing a mask. He's got a hat on. So it was like, right. you know, and we're just... We're, we just we don't know what to expect, and we're just we're trying to take everything in. So once we got to meet Eric, it was so cool. He was like uh, he was thanking us. He was like, you know, thanking us for being there, and you know, we're just thanking him for letting us be there. And I know <laughs> it was just it was so cool to to really finally meet him. You know, someone I've been communicating with for you know over a year at this point, right? Yeah, and uh, it was it's so cool. And so he's like, oh, I want you guys to meet Newman, and so. You know, he says Newman, and I'm like, like I'm thinking the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> the guy from Seinfeld, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here? okay. No. <laughs> but no, Newman was the last name of the first assistant director. So she's right. like, yeah, I'm Newman. And she shows us, like, her radio, and it said Newman on it. And we're like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. And he, I don't know if he says to Newman or if he says to JoJo. I think it was to JoJo. He's like... Yeah, because JoJo's trying to place us now, you know, she's trying to place all the background people where they should be going, you know, the extras, and, you know, she's still trying to, you know, do her job and place us in this group of bikers, and at that point, I think Eric turned to her and was like, no, 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 these are our featured extras, I need them for the front row, so we're like, (laughs) awesome, we're going to be in the front row. Well, and so the JoJo's like, oh, and she's like, what are your names, and, you know, like Dave and Ethan, she's like, Oh, you are the guys. Okay. So we don't know what, yeah. you know, she she knows <laughs> that there's some guys that are special for some reason. And she didn't know it was us. And she's like, oh, how funny that I, you know, randomly picked both yeah, of you right. guys together. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, basically, you know, we're standing there like not sure what to do at this point. And I think it was either Newman or JoJo was like, well, we don't really need you for this scene. Watch you to go back outside. Okay. So, you know, we ended up leaving the same way we came in through the front door and went back outside. And I don't think that they, at least I didn't see it, they did not come out and pick two replacement no, bikers for didn't. us. So uh, I'm guessing the uh, the other big biker-looking fellow that they picked was, uh, <laughs> Sufficient. was big enough to fill the, the spot that they needed <laughs> just two for. I kind of felt like, you know, it wasn't like anyone was like, ooh, or anything, but I felt like it was like getting called to the principal's office. Like, we, <laughs> like, they just brought us, and then now we're returning, like, <laughs> to the set. Like, did these guys do something wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no one said anything to us, but I got to imagine that's probably got to be pretty common. They probably bring in more people than they need for the scene, and then they right. end up not using them all and sending a few of them back. <laughs> uh, but, I, but yeah, I was expecting a little maybe reaction, like, ooh, what did you guys do? <laughs> you know? But no, uh, nobody said anything as we walked back. I felt kind of weird, but at the same time, I'm like, Eric called us the featured extras. You know, I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> like, here we are. <laughs> we're, here we are. We're just two people who, who show up, you know, we're extras and we don't still know, you know, really what we're doing at this point, you know, but. We show up and like all of a sudden now we're being treated. The director, you know, this guy who's got a million things going on in his mind, takes time to run over and say hello to us. And then, you know, calls us featured extras, right. you know, and we're going to be in the front row. I mean, I'm happy to be anywhere. I'm happy to be the guy in the back of the bar, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, if I get on camera, great. That's wonderful. But now I'm being called a featured extra and I'm in the front row. I mean... <laughs> 
your brain must have been exploding oh, yeah. like my brain oh, was my exploding God. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like just getting to meet Eric, I was already my brain was exploding. Yeah, I know. You know? It's like he knows who we are. <laughs> <laughs> no it was so funny and so we're back there we're now we're waiting and we're all sorts of jazzed up at this point because we're like we got to go in there we're the featured extras we got to meet eric we got to meet newman we're like, ah, it was so cool and it was pretty much like, like you said it was like a a jolt back to reality when we walk outside and we realize that nobody out there cares that we're nobody the cares extras, or, even, or heard that conversation or even cares that we're walking back you know immediately after we got called in <laughs> we're just sitting down or like big smiles on her face and you know everybody else is still you know just conversations going on there you know they're looking at their phones they're trying to find shade you know yeah and you mentioned phones so they were pretty strict they told us like yeah you cannot have your phone this you know this is one it's being filmed as a period piece in the 1980s but also like we don't want people taking pictures and that kind of stuff and like you will get in major trouble if you yeah are snapping pictures or even on your phone during any time on set yeah they recommended that you know you pretty much put your phone in your bag when you go inside don't even bother bringing it inside so i didn't even bring my phone inside i just left it in my bag pretty much all day yeah, i only same. took it out when absolutely necessary yep same with me when I was in the holding area or, you know, far enough away from, you know, the Virgil or any other place. So they eventually start bringing some more bikers in. And this time JoJo's like, okay, now I can bring you guys in. Uh, So, so we, we start walking over and they have us stop kind of at this, like, uh, accessories, I guess I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a table with all jewelry and stuff on it. And they basically said, yeah, they basically were like, yeah, we just got to make sure that you guys, you know, look like bikers. You know, you've already been approved your costumes, but we're just going to add a little bit of flair here and there. Yeah. They handed me a couple rings to try, and I tried the first one on, and it was too small for my fingers, so I had to go back and get a second one. But I ended up taking two rings from the jewelry. One of them was this skull with horns on it, which I wore <laughs> on my my left pinky finger, and the other one was this sort of this like dragon eye or some sort of yeah, like an like, eye of Sauron kind of thing. Yeah, like a weird looking eye thing that I wore on my right pinky finger, and none of the other rings would fit over my fingers. And then I was also wearing my wedding ring, uh, which is a gold band. And nobody at any point ever told me to take off my wedding ring throughout any of our, you know, various approval processes. So I left it on and they said, looks good. So those were the three rings that I were was wearing <laughs> throughout the rest of the day. It was your glam. <laughs> That was my glam. They didn't think I needed a necklace or anything. Yeah. I did have – I don't know if I if I mentioned this or not, but my sister did give me a chain, a pretty thin chain, which I – Like a uh, wallet chain. Yeah, like a wallet chain, which was not attached to anything. It was just a, a chain that I attached to my belt buckle, and I had been wearing that throughout the day. And they saw that chain, and they said, actually, th- that's nice. Keep that on. So I, I did get to bring my own – some of my own jewelry. I got yeah. to bring my own wedding band and I got to bring my own wallet chain that was hanging from my belt the entire time. Oh, and I, I guess this is, uh, I wanted to mention that when I originally sent in my photos, I included pictures of me wearing my hat, not wearing my hat, but also wearing my glasses and not wearing my glasses. 
And at no point were they like, oh, don't wear those glasses. So my glasses were approved as part of the outfit, which I was really glad because I really wanted to be able to see everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Dave, you're getting the rings and the guy comes over and, and he hands me a chain and I've never worn like a pocket chain before, so I was kind of struggling to like figure out how to put it on. And then the guy realizes, like, oh, that's not even a pocket chain; that's like a necklace. So he ended up giving me like, this kind of tight necklace that I put on, like kind of a chain necklace. And then he's like, oh, let's get some buttons on your vest. And he like pulls out these buttons, and they're just kind of like random generic buttons. But I was like, all right, this is my opportunity. So I reached in my pocket and I pull out that incredible I Love Lucy button that Kenneth had given me as a gift. Exactly the same button as Al wore in I Love Rocky Road. And so I said to the guy, I explained the story and I was like, it would really mean a lot to me if I could wear this. Plus, I think it would look great. And he's like, yeah, that works for me. (laughs) So I was like, yes, that's awesome. As soon as I turn around to like start putting it on, the costume lady who denied it is standing right there and I was like oh no and so I was like he approved it he approved it she's like okay okay (laughs) (laughs) but that was all I had is they gave me the necklace and he did take a picture of me wearing the necklace as like proof that I had to return it (laughs) right yeah we were told we have to return any jewelry that we were given and they did take pictures of my hands wearing the two rings that I got as well so we did have to return those later on in the day. So now, you know, after we went through the jewelry, we go back in through the bar and they bring us up to the front of the stage, which we're the featured extras, remember? Literally touching the stage. Literally, yeah, literally we are up against these. And let me just kind of set the setting a little bit here. This is a, it's a stage set up in a bar and the stage is not very wide. It can maybe fit four or five people across the front. You know, it's got enough for enough room up there for drums, a guitar, you know, some, you know, amps or whatever. And then, you know, a microphone for the lead singer. But it's not a very big stage. So there's maybe room for four or five of us to be standing up against the front. And, you know, they have Ethan and myself standing up against the front. And then on the other side, they had two other bikers standing so it was like four yeah. across. Right, yeah, four in the front row. And so, like, essentially where I was standing, I was directly to the right of the mic stand. So, like, the mic stand was essentially separating me and the guy to my left. It was this other guy. I think his name was actually David. And he had this, like, uh, bright red and black plaid shirt on. Mm-hmm. And then you were to my right, which, when you think about it, if you were looking at us from the front view... It was Dave and Ethan order, which they like, <laughs> yes. we, we didn't do that. They placed us like that. Right. They told us where to stand. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I guess uh, for, since, since this is, you know, a Weird Al podcast and everyone's familiar with the band, for those of you who are wondering, you know, still trying to place exactly where we're standing, we're standing on Steve's side of the stage, <laughs> Steve and Ruben's side of the stage. <laughs> Although, of course, Steve and Ruben were not there. No, <laughs> was... but just to give reference, everyone, I think, understands that. If they've ever seen Weird Al in concert, <laughs> they will understand what it means to be standing on Steve's side. So while we are standing there, you know, we see the punk band and they have this sign on the drums, like on the bass drum. And it says skunk barf. And it's like <laughs> skunk barf. <laughs> it's just like skunk it. barfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we see, you know, the, the like the lead singer, he's got this like big pointy mohawk 
and then we see, of course, Jonah Ray, our buddy, all the way in the back. He's behind the drum set. He's got like black uh, eyeshadow or mascara like around his eyes, right. like like smudged around, like you know, really over the top. Yeah. And then the guitar player was over on Jim's side, and he had like a shaved head, and you know, kind of dressed like a punk, and it it was really cool. Yeah, they they really look like a, a a punk band. They look like they were skunk barf. I mean, they were really they really looked the part. And uh, we did get to yell a little bit at Jonah and say hi to him and and at while they were trying to place everybody else. I guess there's a good time to talk about this, but you know, obviously, you know. I think people know who Jonah Ray is. He was playing the drums. Well, the gentleman playing, you know, the main singer, the lead singer of Skunk Barf, his real name, I don't know what his character's name is, but his real name is Johnny Pemberton. And he plays, probably most famous for playing, Bo from the television series Superstore, which was on NBC. If anybody's seen that, that's a great show. So that was really cool uh, once we finally realized who that actor was. And he looked great. He had a giant mohawk going down the top of his head and he had a chain you know attached from his nose to his ear he looked really cool and jonah looked great as well and so did the other guitar or i guess bass player i think his name we found out later was jeremy or the, his jeremy, real yeah. name was jeremy yeah i don't know what the character's name is for any of body and skunk barf at this point but what's interesting about the guitar player jeremy is that he had a 27 on his guitar yeah, there was like the a number piece 27. of masking yeah. tape and just written on there with Sharpie was 27, which we noticed immediately. Yeah. Right. Another thing on Johnny Pemberton, if you're a fan of Son of Zorn, he's from that show as well, which I believe was also a an Eric Appel show. Ah. So it's kind of cool that he, he you know was bringing in some of his friends. And I love that Jonah Ray was reprising his role yes. as a drummer from the original Funny or Die sketch. So that was right. really cool. And so we didn't really talk to Jonah immediately because he was busy talking to Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like the actual Weird Al, not like an actor, like Al. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did get to see Weird Al. He did walk by briefly and we got to say hi to him uh, as he walked by. We didn't have much interaction with him because you might imagine he's busy being pulled in a million directions (laughs) and you know he's got a movie to film you know that kind of stuff we're trying to to say hi to whoever we could whenever we could but we also did not want to be disruptive in any way to any part of this process so you know when we were we're in doubt we just stood back and just took it in and did not try to to you know put ourselves out there but al Al knows who we are, so, you know, and he, they weren't filming or anything, and he was just, like, walking off the stage, so we were like, hey, Al, and he's like, oh, hey, guys, and, and like, yeah. like he, like, kind of didn't know what to do, so he just, like, gave us an elbow bump. An elbow bump. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool getting to see him. Yeah. So at this point, I mean, you know, they're they're setting everyone up, they're putting people in places, and they start handing out different props to us uh, as to what we're... <laughs> We're holding and so yeah, yeah, some guy just looks at me, he's like, You need a beer and he hands me like a beer. <laughs> right. But it was a glass of beer with like maybe I don't know, a third of the beer left, maybe less. Yeah. Couple other of the the bikers around us got the hold, either a can of beer or maybe some beer. I think it was around at this point where there was another person walking around handing out different props that we were supposed to throw at the punk band up on stage. And keep in mind that these are actual props; these are not like real items that we're throwing at right. them. They're made out of foam and and just like you know, 
rubber or plastic or very light, you know, they're not going to hurt if we actually do hit somebody with, you know, th these items. Initially, I was handed like a small half of a brick and a pair of underwear. <laughs> and <laughs> I know, Ethan, you were handed a large brick. Yep. <laughs> and I already had the beer. <laughs> you already had the beer at this point. And then I guess somebody else, I don't know if it was the same person or somebody else came around and they took the underwear away from me. They took the they big took brick the br from me. <laughs> <laughs> they took the big brick from you. They handed you the underwear and they handed the large brick to the older gentleman standing behind me. So now I just had this half of a brick that I was holding. <laughs> and you're holding underwear and, <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so kind of around the same time after you know we'd met al we're able to chat with jonah a little bit so jonah is on stage and you know he's just like we're just sharing how excited we all are to be there and while we're talking to him eric actually comes up on the stage and he starts talking to us a little bit and i was just wearing my hat because i was just wearing it like out in the holding area so i still had my hat when eric came by i was like eric can i wear this hat in the scene or is this you know should it be off and he's like he thought about it like for 10 seconds he's like hmm uh yeah, you can't wear the hat. Uh, so I was kind of bummed about that. So I, I put it in Aww. my back pocket. And so then I, while Eric was there, I was like, hey, I want to show you this cool thing. And I showed him the I Love Lucy button on my jacket. And I told him the whole story. And he was thrilled. He's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, I am absolutely going to get a shot of that in the film. I want to make sure people see it. And he told us how they've been purposely putting little Easter eggs throughout the whole yeah. film, which was so cool. So, I mean, we already talked about that 27 we found, and right. I wonder if there's other stuff in that scene that we didn't even know about, but it was, it was really cool. And then he also was uh, talking about how there's this guy, Dan Butts, who is working on the film, who also had done a lot of other projects with Al. And this was right around when our interview with Craig Armstrong aired. And so, Eric was just like, yeah, I was just listening to the the Craig Armstrong interviews this past week, and I was talking to Dan, and I was telling him about the interview, and Dan's like, oh my god, I worked on all that same stuff, so he's like, you totally <laughs> gotta get Dan Butts on your podcast, we're like, absolutely, like, Eric Appel is sure. giving us recommendations uh, for the podcast, we're like, absolutely. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot is going on, you know, while we're in here and trying to take in as much as we can. And there's people all over the place going here and there trying to get things set up. Eventually, we are directed how we should be reacting and how we should be acting in this scene. Initially, we're told that we are going to be indifferent kind of about the band that's up there, Skunk Barf. The way I kind of understood it is that we were at this bar, you know, we kind of were there and we didn't specifically come to necessarily see Skunk Barf perform, but since yeah, was, they were it was, there. It was an open mic night. So, yeah, we're, we're not really there to expect anything. Yeah. So this is we're there. We might as well pay attention. So we're kind of, you know, it's just supposed to just sort of react to them, maybe bop up and down a little bit, you know, kind of be, you know, just like they're there and we're there, just kind of be politely, you know, kind of just paying attention to them. And then at the end of, you know, at the end of their song, they would get together, they would stand up, they would scream, you know, thank you, we are skunk barf. And we were directed to stand there in perfect silence, just staring up at the M. And then somebody <laughs> in the back of the bar would yell out, 
you suck. And that would be our cue to start booing and screaming and yelling at them and then throw our stuff up at the stage. And there was also a guy behind us. His name is Thomas. He's a stunt actor. And he was directed that once the you suck and the booing started, he actually would separate Dave and I, like push us aside and jump on stage and start beating up the lead singer (laughs) during all the chaos. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there were were things going on, you know, and basically, you know, I don't know if they told you specifically where to throw anything, Ethan, but somebody had said to me, you should throw your brick, your half of a brick at the drummer. He's going to be holding up a a symbol and kind of cowering in the background. <laughs> try to hit the symbol. Try not to hit him because right. that might hurt. But try to hit the the, the symbol. You know. Yeah, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah. He had the symbol like a a Captain America shield, kind right, of like yeah. trying to save himself. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I got to throw stuff at Jonah during you know my scene. <laughs> they told me um, to throw the underwear. Aim for the guitarist. So the the guy with the shaved head over where Jim would be standing. The lead singer was technically holding a bass guitar, so the guitarist was the guy on the gym side. Yeah. Oh, and and, uh, before we started filming, we got to talk to Jonah a little bit more, and he saw the interaction where Eric said I couldn't wear the hat, and and Jonah's like, well, you know, if they did let you wear the hat, you know, then there would be this whole, like, weird time travel sub-story that would have to be in there, so he's like, it's probably for the best. Yeah. (laughs) As cool as it would have been, it probably wouldn't have been... Probably would have been a whole continuity, you know, problem. Yeah, absolutely. So once they, you know, I think it was between Eric and Newman, they they sort of describe, you know, what's going to happen in the scene. And then they're like, all right, we're going to, you know, I don't know if they said they were filming or if it was a practice, but Skunk Barf started playing and, you know, we're going through the motions of like kind of being into him, kind of not really caring. <laughs> it was so fun. I think we did it maybe... Three or four times? Yeah, we did it three times. Yeah, the first time, <laughs> the first time, yeah, I mean, I, I guess people, I don't know, you know, they didn't really, it's hard to react to something that you haven't seen yet, even though you were told what to do. So I don't think they got quite the response they were hoping out of. You know, I mean, it was, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, our, our stunt double friend, Thomas, you know, pushes through us. He rushes up to the stage at the appropriate time. And I'm supposed to throw my half of a brick at Jonah. I can't see Jonah because Thomas and Johnny are fighting directly in front of me. So I tried the best to throw the brick and I end up hitting Johnny <laughs> in the hair. <laughs> it bounces off Johnny's hair. And, you know, I don't think their people are booing as loudly as, you know, as Eric and you know, anybody else wanted them to. So they came out, you know, and I don't remember it was, I think it was Newman maybe who came out and she's like, no, you guys are really excited. There's a fight going on, a bar fight going on. (laughs) You want to see blood. (laughs) Yeah. You, you want to see this, you know? So, uh, yeah. So we ended up shooting it a second time. And then a third time, I know we shot that three times that morning before (laughs) somebody just yelled out right as the scene was ending lunch. And, (laughs) Everything just stopped. Like <laughs> people just stopped what they were doing and just left. And we were like, okay, it's lunch. <laughs> so there was a couple things that happened during those first three things. At one point, I don't know where your brick landed, Dave, but I think someone else picked up that brick and threw it. And however it threw, hit me directly in the forehead. And it really oh, hurts. No. <laughs> like it really hurts. 
it. And uh, afterwards, the prop guy was like, I'm so sorry. That'll never happen again. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a big deal, but I was definitely surprised to be hit in the head. <laughs> you know, it was tough. Like you were saying, like tough to aim and stuff because there's a lot of commotion. So Thomas, who pushed us aside and attacks the lead singer, there's another stunt guy. Uh, on the other side of the stage who goes up and starts beating up the guitarist and the guitarist right. is who, who I'm supposed to throw it at, but there's this big guy beating him up, blocking me. So <laughs> I just sort of like had to throw the, the underwear, just like trying to like arc it. So it would still hit the guitarist. And apparently one of the times I threw it, it landed on the head of the guitar. <laughs> it was like dangling there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, do that. And I'm just, oh, it just, it was great. We're, I was really getting into it. It was having a good time. And then all of a sudden, lunch and yeah. everybody <laughs> cleared out. <laughs> so when we went out to lunch, they wanted us to keep the props, you know, so we keep the same props. So they took like our, yeah. our rubber brick and they took my, uh, right. my underwear. But they, yeah. they were like for the, the beer, they had this kind of like grid on a table made with masking tape and each one had a number. So they're like, put it in a number and then remember which number so you can grab the same one when we come back. Right. And so I'm like kind of trying to figure this out. And Dave, you're like, you got to put it on number 27. So I did. I put it on number 27. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? Because somebody else grabs it, put it on number 27. Because remember, there's like, there, I don't know how many, I mean, there's maybe... 10 bikers inside at this point, you know, up, up against the stage. And, you know, a majority of them are holding, you know, some sort of drink. So, you <laughs> right. know, there's other people coming out with drinks or other items, you know, that they were asked to hold. And they're just putting it down in any spot. And, and I'm like, 27? What's taking so long? <laughs> I just wasn't even like, I was still trying to figure out what was going on. But yeah, you made the right call by telling me to put it on 27. And then... Like throughout the day, anytime we had to go out, I had to put my beer. I always put it on 27. <laughs> yeah, so we got outside and I guess we were heading back. And again, they stopped us. They took a few pictures of us, you know, I guess just in case, I don't know, they need to recreate it or I don't know. Again, why they're taking pictures of us, who knows? They didn't tell us. And they told us we were in group B, which is like <laughs> the first time we've ever been grouped as anything right. all day. And they told us, you know, yeah, just go wait for a people mover and we'd head over to lunch, which I guess at that point was going to be back at base camp. I and mean, that's where all those tables were set up, you know. And then at this point, it was kind of funny because we got out there and by the time we got outside, a majority of the bikers either had already been told it's lunch. So they had already been on the people movers and headed back or they were heading back over to the people movers. But the bikers that we were inside with, you know, because we were stopped take pictures we had to you know put our props down in the proper spot you know by the time we got back they're like we're not going to get a full hour for lunch you know we need to be compensated you know we're going to get right. a short lunch you know and and they were really you know making sure jojo you know knew that you know they weren't going to get the full hour lunch yeah and one guy was like yeah and i saw smoke in there so you know right. we definitely <laughs> need the the smoke bump and 
<laughs> right. Another guy's like, and eh, the confined space bump. And JoJo's like, I got him writing all your names down. Don't worry about it. And one guy was like, technically we're dancing, so you got to get the dance bump. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dave and I, we're not union, so none of those bumps applied to us. Yeah. No, yeah. It took a little bit back to reality for me. You know, Ethan and I, we're out there, you know, to have fun and have a good time and have a great experience. You know, a lot of these people, pretty much everybody, all, all these other people are out there because this is their job. Yeah. This is what they do for a living, you know, so they want to make sure that they're being paid appropriately, you know, and, you know, rightfully so, you know, Absolutely. being paid, you know, what they should be paid, you know. So, you know, if they get these little things like, you know, a short lunch bump, you know, extra pay because they only had a half hour lunch instead of an hour lunch, or if, you know, if they get these bumps, this extra pay because they're in a smoky scene or because, you know, a crowded scene or whatever, then they, they should be getting all that. So, and JoJo understood that, you know, she was, she was making sure everybody, you yeah. know, she took down everyone's name, you know, and She's made sure that they got that, paid so, appropriately. Yeah. yeah. So I will say though, Dave, if I was union, I guarantee they would have had to pay some kind of fine for hitting me in the head with that brick. <laughs> like there's no way like, if being in a confined space is a bump, I think getting hit in the head with a brick <laughs> is definitely up there, <laughs> but I'm not union. So they can take advantage of me. <laughs> if it's not, it should be a bump. Absolutely. Cause you probably have a bump on your head because of That's that. Right. So it should be a bump. <laughs> I guess besides being put in the B group, Jojo also told us we were the purple group for lunch. And we, I'm not sure why that was important because that never came up again throughout the entire time we were Yeah, there. and I guess that was just, you know, the other bikers got a full hour lunch and we only got a half hour lunch. So that was important for something. It was important for something, but it, as far as I know, that never came up again. So now we've been placed in two groups. We've been in the group B and the purple group. <laughs> Eventually, they do get us onto a people mover, and we're heading back to lunch. And I think, Ethan, this is a good time for us to to take a break. You know, we'll talk about what happened at lunch and what happened in the afternoon on future episodes. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning into this. We will be back next episode with all of our adventures, you know, at lunch and then returning to the Cobra Pit. <laughs> Well, that's it for Chapter 3 of our Weird the Al Yankovic Story Story Series. Stay tuned for more chapters on future episodes. As you're listening to this series, if you have any questions for us, please be sure to leave a message on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And of course, we'll do our best to answer them on a future episode. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito and wizard burger in albany new york come on down to burrito burrito and burrito burrito your burrito burrito or hop on over to wizard burger for mouth-watering loaded dare i say beefy vegan burgers from troy to albany to uranus burrito burrito and wizard burger feed the hungry with out of this world plant-based real food always vegan style Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. 
Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters. Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, and also thanks to Jason and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful meaningless existence and now would be a great time to join if you haven't already because not only will you be the first to hear our longest ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode date which happens to be our concert review from the world famous carnegie hall in new york city you'll also be the first to hear our brand new 2023 ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes once they drop and do not forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com all proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast if you are heading to hawaii like we will be doing very soon or doing any other traveling in the near future be sure to pick up your very own official dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird owl podcast tote bag to carry all your belongings we have four great options to choose from over at shop.2000inch.com including our podcast logo our official caricature logo the gill and chill logo and the ever popular tsa friend we hate intern frank logo what the heck pick up all four if you want you can never have too many tote bags and then pick up a fifth one to carry all your brand new tote bags we love hearing from our listeners and other weird al fans so be sure to join our facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our discord server for even more riveting weird al and red rum to goody related conversations you can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, make sure you click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour. And make sure you click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where we sit down with author John Bermuda Schwartz and he walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it will crazy glue your head to the bottom of a big steel girder. Please no CODs. Do not miss out on this deal. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula, as seen in the Illustrated Al. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to us for recording these Weird the Al Yankovic story chapters last year. We also want to thank Dan Pasternak, Michael Lestacat, Bobby Samuels, Joey Patterson, Javier Valdez, Laurie McMillan, and Christina Rodriguez. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kima West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you, as always, for choosing David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until we meet again, remember to gill and chill.
Now, not sure if you saw the news, dear listeners, but Roku was one of the casualties of the recent Silicon Valley bank collapse. They said in a regulatory filing that they had $487 million of largely uninsured deposits in the bank. Crikey! I mean, yikes! Since it's still not totally clear to what extent they will be able to recover their money, Ethan and myself decided to put together a little business strategy to get Roku back on their feet, just in case. All right, number one, put Weird the Al Yankovic story in theaters, finally! Number two, hire UH Jeff to run a Kickstarter campaign so that they can... Number three, Greenlight Weird the Al Yankovic story, two... Number four, hire back their star featured background actors in a larger and more prominent role. Five, question mark, question mark, question mark. Six, profit. That was David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, episode 189-inch. They're coming to take us away, haha. If being in a confined space is a bump, getting hit in the head with a brick is definitely up there. Because you probably have a bump on your head.